Hey, and welcome back to Giovanni Andreoli's Movies and More, where I talk about movies and more. Alright everyone, this episode is going to cover Super Bowl commercials, which you probably gathered from the title. So I'm doing my best to mix in like some stuff that isn't, like just movie trailers. Actually, more there's more stuff that's not movie trailers than that is, so... Uh, yeah, there's that. But um, I'm not going to talk about the game, really. I mean... It was a good game. It was like, it seemed pretty much guaranteed. I had a feeling the Chiefs were going to win. I wanted the 49ers to win just because they used to be a really great team. And they seem to be, you know, coming back up. Uh, like, just, you know, primed for a really, really great season. But uh, it didn't, didn't work out that way. So, but I did, I really did have a feeling that the Chiefs would win. And I know that's easy to say now, but, I mean, it's not like I wanted that to be the case, but... But, uh, yeah, it seemed to be a pretty much done deal, but their defense really, really picked up in the fourth quarter, and I think that's why uh, they won. So, But, I'm, I mean, I'm happy for them. It's good. It doesn't really matter. I haven't been legitimately invested in uh, in a Super Bowl since the Eagles won, but I don't know. That's just me, I guess. Actually, the, the sporting event I've been most invested in in, like, years has been uh the the high school basketball game the other day like that is so much fun and like I don't know man we won by one point that was a close game but that was that's definitely the most like excited and into any sporting event I've I've been in a really really long time which is kind of cool being honest but uh yeah that's neither here nor there let's get into these commercials shall we all right so I'm going to talk about uh, uh, we'll save the best for last. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like a plan to me. So I think I'll start this off with the Disney Plus trailer. Uh, I'm sure this is the one you guys obviously knew I was gonna talk about, but I mean, come on, it looks really cool. So I was I was actually surprised to see this because I was like, ah, well, I hope we'll get some stuff from Marvel, but I don't really know. I didn't really anticipate a Black Widow thing since we just got. A special look, which I actually didn't watch until today. I didn't actually even see the Black Widow one. I must have been doing something else. So most of these I saw live. I didn't see. Uh, I didn't see the Baby Nut or the Top Gun one live, but everything else I saw live. Uh, and then I was going through like best Super Bowl commercials twenty twenty, and I was seeing a lot. I was like, do not remember seeing that. So we must have been off, like, eating or playing basketball or something in between. Uh, but, yeah, so I didn't even see the Black Widow one live. And I didn't see the, the you know, like, the special look. I think it was during, oh, I don't know. It was it was something. But uh, it, was, it was, I think it was a basketball game that they premiered that. So I was like, okay, well, they just premiered that trailer. I'm not expecting to really get anything from Marvel this year but we did we got we got the this Disney plus like the universe is expanding I think is what they called it we got that little teaser for a few different shows and then we got a, a little look at Black Widow so that was actually a nice surprise I wasn't expecting that but but yeah this really caught my eye I was like uh you know I was just totally kind of zoned out it's commercial time and then I see like you know the aspect ratio is widening and you know, I see the shield and I was like what 
is this? I think I said that way too emphatically that it was like everyone was looking at me like it's Marvel thing. But uh but I you know, you see the shield being thrown and then we're seeing like clips of of the show and then you know, it flips to WandaVision and then it flips to Loki and I was like, Holy crap, this is actually really, really cool and looks really awesome. So I'm not surprised that all this stuff looks movie quality. I was definitely anticipating that, especially after The Mandalorian. But, I mean, suffice it to say, this does look really, really good. The production design, the uh, the cinematography, all of it, it looks really, really, really good. Really high production value. And there was just a lot of parts of this that that made me very excited, like the, the Falcon... Like flying through, and then there's the, the you know the skydiving guys, and there's a quick look at Baron Zemo, and then we get like USA agent at a at like a I guess I'm assuming it's a football game or like 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 a Super Bowl esque kind of thing. Uh, that's what it looks like. Uh, that was that was cool. I really like shows where I feel like that's a pretty easy shorthand to be like, this is a superhero that's sold out. Is like, are they making appearances at sporting events? Like, uh, like the boys, like, you know, the whole track meet, everything like that. I feel like that's, that's a very common theme in superheroes that aren't, you know, in it for purely, uh, heroic reasons. And so if, you know, this is the government's perfect version of Captain America, I think that makes a lot of sense. And that looked really cool. So yeah, all this this looked really good, and then, okay, it looked good, but it looked like what I was expecting out of this show. And then we went to WandaVision, and I was super intrigued. Actually, the weird thing is, so I'm still probably looking forward to this the most, uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, out of, out of the the ones that are, you know, closest to us, like. I'm definitely anticipating What If and Miss Marvel and Moon Knight and a lot of that stuff that's coming way down the line more that I'm anticipating the stuff that's closer to us. But I was I was still interested in WandaVision. Uh, I wasn't interested in Loki at all. But I think that this trailer was really cool because it gave me what I expected from from a show that I was already looking forward to. And then it got me really intrigued for stuff that I... You know, it was on my radar, but wasn't necessarily something I was anticipating with bated breath. So as soon as it flipped to WandaVision, I think this ad got a lot more interesting. And, you know, we're going through, like, black and white with with, with uh, bits of color, and we're going through different eras of sitcoms, and Scarlet Witch is in the classic get-up, and, and the vision's there, but, but, he's, but he's, like, black and white and weird, and there's a quick shot of them in, like, day clothes, and I was like, what is happening that was super cool, and the show looks amazing. It looks super trippy. I am wondering what the general plot of it is, like what else is going on here, because all we've heard is, it's a weird trippy sitcom, and then the trailer was like, it's a weird trippy sitcom, which I think I just got more excited for seeing it, because when you're told that, it's like, okay, I mean, what does that look like? But actually seeing it, and with music and everything, it does look really awesome. But I do wonder... You know, we haven't really heard much about other casting or villain or... I don't know. So we'll see what happens. But I don't know. I, just, I do... I'm very curious as to what the actual plot of the show is going to be. I have a suspicion that... I, th- I think we've heard that at least uh, the first couple rounds of these TV shows are going to be six episodes. Which which makes sense. Uh, I think 
I think the Mandalorian was eight, but still, it's like, you know, it's, they're pretty short seasons. So I would, I would suspect maybe like first half of the season is showing how we get Vision back. And then after that, maybe the villain becomes apparent and we start like going through different timelines and weird universes and stuff. I don't know. We'll see. But, and then there's also, I think there was casting for maybe for two young kids or some sort of, some sort of something that gave us an indication that the Vision and Scarlet Witch might have, like, children of some sort in this show. And then in the trailer, we do see two, I was going to say caskets. No, not caskets. Um, cribs. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know how I messed those two words up. But, uh, but yeah, two cribs. So, I don't know. I think that those rumors might be onto something. So I, I bet that'll have something a large part to do with the plot too so we'll definitely have to see how this shapes up but uh but for now i'm i'm really excited for it i'm definitely i'm definitely more intrigued than i was going into this this trailer and then loki this was this was super interesting now we we get nothing i mean it's one shot i don't even he says one line i don't even remember what it is but I think the thing that intrigued me the most was this, you know, he seems to be in prison somehow. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. And then doubly interesting is he's wearing a, uh, like a jumpsuit, like a prison style jumpsuit. It says TVA. I should have looked this up before I started recording because I can't remember what it is, but it's some sort of very obscure Marvel agency. It's like time... Violators Association? That can't be right, but... Time... I, I don't know. It's it's something. It's basically like the FBI, but for time travelers. And that's a super interesting idea. And that seems in line. I mean, it doesn't seem that far-fetched with what, you know, Loki can do and what his story has been thus far and what we've heard rumors of the show uh, focusing on. So... I wouldn't be surprised if that is an accurate prediction, and that just seems much more interesting. I would be a lot more inclined to focus on the weird exennial portions of uh, of the universe around Loki, because as it stands, I'm kind of done with him as a character, and I don't really need a season of television about his, like, I think it's, I think it takes place I think it's in an alternate timeline. The the one where he actually gets the Tesseract. I think that's what this is focusing on. But then I also heard something about it's like what happens to him in between uh, the first Thor and the second Thor, maybe? Something like that? I don't know. But I don't know for sure what the plot will be. But I am interested in it if it's going to explore corners of the Marvel Universe that we haven't previously seen, and that would never make it to the big screen. So I, I do think it's cool for that reason, and I'm definitely more interested than I was, but I'm still, I don't know, it's still going to take a lot to really sell me on the show. I mean, I'll still watch it, but, I, you know, I'll just probably approach it more casually than I would the first two. But all right. Enough about that. Uh, let's go on to, to Top Gun, because I have much less... I, wait, actually, let's circle back around to Black Widow, because let's just keep the Marvel stuff together. Uh, uh, I mean, this it, it looks cool. I, I think that this looks 
very in line with Winter Soldier, where it kind of has, like, the introduction of two new sort of sidekicks, and, uh, well, I guess that's not true. Black Widow obviously wasn't a new sidekick, but, but like, it, it has, it focuses on one main hero, and then, you know, they have, like, a team of, of three, you know, like, like, with them, and they're going up against a villain who is super skilled and can, like, match them in hand-to-hand combat, and because we don't really have any casting information and I haven't seen him without his mask, I would suspect that a twist will be coming with Taskmaster. I don't know what it is, but I would, I'd put a pretty big bet on that. So I think this story structure seems to be very similar to the Winter Soldier. And then it also seems that, uh, that just the aesthetic and what they're going for is very similar and I'm excited about that because Winter Soldier is my favorite Marvel movie, just hands down, bar none. And, uh, well, MCU movie. Spider-Verse is my favorite Marvel movie. But, uh, but I think that's really cool because spy thrillers are a lot of fun. And I think a superhero spy thriller is even more fun. And so, if, if you know, we're ex- exploring, like the past and and the training that brought you there and like severed friendships and 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 familial relationships and all this kind of weird spy stuff and you know you see like armies of of SWAT members or whatever storming their way into into important looking locations and you got snipers on rooftops and super moody fights and skydiving and and gunplay and martial arts, it all looks really cool. It looks like something that I'm super interested in and a flavor of Marvel that I feel like we haven't seen in a while. It's kind of been focused on crazy big action and more and more fights. And I think it's cool that we're going to bring it back down to a more grounded like government, you know, espionage kind of thriller thing. I like that, and I'm excited to see how it all plays out. I've heard rumors that Robert Downey Jr. is going to show up, and I really hope that he doesn't. Nothing against him, but I think that if we see Iron Man in flashbacks this soon, it just cheapens his sacrifice, and I don't know. I hope that doesn't pan out to be true, but everything else about this movie is looking is looking really good. So, yeah, Top Gun now. I don't have that much to say about this one, just because uh, I don't have a huge attachment to the first Top Gun. I like it fine. But it's not one of my favorite Tom Cruise movies. Definitely like him more later stage career. Uh, like like somewhere after he's... like Everything from after he stopped being a weird Scientology guy and jumping on couches and whatever. Uh, everything after that, once he started to become like a very viable and serious action hero. And like, you know, started to back off some of the weird shit. I think that... Tom Cruise is probably my favorite Tom Cruise, like modern day Tom Cruise. And that's not to say that stuff like The Mummy isn't still deplorable. It is, but I do like a lot of his creative output just because of how dedicated he is to to action filmmaking and how he's like a really strong force in in keeping that stuff away from heavily effects driven and like actually I don't know keeping it fresh and interesting. I really like that. Him and Keanu Reeves are are big proponents of that, and that's honestly, you know, much more preferable to to something like 
like Endgame where everything from the costumes to the battlefield to the villains are completely CGI. I mean, there's a place for that, but every movie is starting to become that. So I like that he provides a contrast in a lot of his work. And so that's definitely the most, uh, like, the most important thing to me here. That's definitely what's drawing me to this movie at all. Uh, it's not that it's a Top Gun sequel. It's more that, you know, he learned to fly planes and that all the aerial footage is real and that kind of stuff, which does look really cool. And the footage in the trailer does look really awesome, even just on a TV. So I can't imagine what it'll look like on an actual theater screen. And I'm really excited to see that. Uh, if I ever do see it on a theater screen, I don't know if I will, uh, you know, shell out the money to, to check it out in theaters. But but it does look really cool. Uh, it looks very similar to what I said about WandaVision, where I don't really see the plot. I mean, I, I guess it's planes or something. I don't know. I feel like Top Gun, the original, doesn't really have an antagonist either. I think it's, I feel like it's just him kind of like living his life and falling in love with this girl. And then at the end, I feel like there's, they have to shoot down something or whatever. But I feel like this is very similar where we're just seeing like, you know, him training the thing and then him flying and then him looking off into like picturesque locations. I don't know. So I wonder what the film is actually going to focus on. But either way, I think this looks pretty good, and the action will definitely be of a very high quality, so that's that's good. Uh, okay, we're out of the movies now. This is on to actual, like, legitimate advertising, and I'll probably move through this a lot quicker since there's less predictions and opinions in, involved. So we'll start with Baby Nut, because I don't have much to say about this one either. Uh, it's cute. I There was another commercial that wasn't this, where there was also a bunch of mascots, like they had the Charmin Bears and Mr. Clean and the Kool-Aid Man and everything, all in one ad. I wish I could remember what that was for, but I like that one better. This is cute. It's definitely designed to to ape the success of Baby Yoda, which is fine, I guess, uh, but I don't think this is going to be on quite the same level. It's just not quite as cute. I also feel like the planter's peanut is just not as much of an icon as Yoda is. I mean, obviously, but, but it is interesting and it will be weird and cool to see a whole new line of marketing that's all the planter's peanut, but he's a baby. So, I mean, yeah, that's cool. And it is cool that they have a more than one mascot all, you know, in one commercial. That is cool. And then... Smotpak, that was that was very interesting. I I really liked like uh like you know, I was like, what the Chris Evans and then uh that girl that I know from that movie, but I can't remember her name. And then I was like, John Krasinski? And then I was kinda hoping that there would be more people that would pop up, but it was really cool and I loved them doing the really cheesy Boston accents and, and they were saying some of these neighborhoods and I was like, Yes! I know that. I've been there. But that was just uh, residual residual uh, stuff from, from my trip to Boston. But that was that was really cool. And it was a, a weird and funny idea for a commercial. Uh, and also, that does look really cool. If it actually works like that, that is cool. Um, uh, the Bud Light Post Malone commercial was also really good. I'm not a huge Post Malone fan. Like, I like his music enough, but I I know a lot of people, especially a lot of girls 
in my classes and around my age are like really into it. I'm like, I'm not quite there, but I did like this ad and I like how it's like inside out, but with Post Malone. And I did love that the punchline is just, I'm rich. I could just buy both, especially cause neither one is that expensive, but yeah, that was really cool. And Bud Seltzer sounds good. I mean, I've never, I don't think I've ever had like Budweiser. But, but, uh, that sounds good. Also, did you know they're coming out with Jelly Belly Seltzer sometime soon? Sounds good to me, but they're not selling it at, like, normal stores. It's, like, online, and then they, some weird L.A., uh, L.A. grocery store that I've never heard of. But anyway, do with that information what you wish. Uh... Then there's the the Lil Nas X and Sam Elliott commercial, and then Billy Ray Cyrus pops up at the end. That was definitely a highlight too. I was, I'm so sick of that song. It's so overplayed, and it's wasn't even that good to begin with. And uh, I think most of the other things that he's done are much better. But either way, this uh, this was a good ad and definitely very striking. When his mustache did the same like, the same move that that. Alone has X did. I was like, oh, okay, and then uh, yeah, it was it was just fun. I don't know. I like it. I don't know if he won that duel though. I feel like, I feel like maybe, I feel like maybe Sam Elliott won just because he's Sam Elliott. But a good ad, and then yeah, I got one more on the list. It's like a was it a top eight? I could have gone for ten, but this is like the eight that stood out to me without even having to think about them. Uh. Was the Bill Murray, like, the Jeep and the Groundhog Day commercial. I feel like this is the most Bill Murray has been invested in anything in a really long time. Uh, it's, like, this in Wes Anderson movies and then, like, a few gems from the 80s. And I feel like everything else is just him, like, sleepwalking through stuff. But, uh, but Groundhog Day is an awesome movie. And it... I am so dumb that it did not occur to me until today that I should have covered this for the podcast. Because then I could have an additional excuse. It wasn't just, hey, it's Groundhog Day. Can I rent this movie that I know you guys hate for some reason, even though it's super good? Uh, it would have been, and I'll have an episode of the podcast. Dang it. And it'll be thought-provoking and awesome, because that movie is thought-provoking and awesome. Ah, and hilarious, of course. You can't forget that. Both my episode and the film. Probably more my episode than the film, but still. Uh, uh, just joking, just joking. Because that movie is awesome and hilarious, and and it's set in Pennsylvania. And I know I always say this, but more movies need to be set in Pennsylvania, and especially Pittsburgh, because it's so cool. And uh, I that's the movie is awesome for doing that. But then, wait, have I talked about Groundhog Day in this podcast before? No, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. I definitely haven't. Okay, I don't know what that was. I felt like I had, but I haven't. Okay, anyway, uh, yeah, that movie is fantastic, and I wish I had squeezed in some time to watch it this Groundhog Day, but alas, I did not. But it is really, really good, and if you haven't seen it in a while, you should definitely revisit it, because it holds up uh, like like crazy. It's definitely, it's better than most comedies now, but... Yeah, I love that movie, and I love its sense of humor, and, I mean, just off the top of my head, some of my favorite moments are, 
like the part where he steals the crown hog and the the part where he takes the toaster. That is my favorite part. Is when he takes the toaster and just slides down the toast and steps in the bathtub, and then we just cut to downstairs. That's fantastic. And then I laughed incredibly, like too hard, about uh, the part where he knows the waiter is gonna drop the tray, and the way the waiter just like so like half-heartedly just kind of lets the tray slide off his hand is amazing it gets me every time it's an awesome moment but yeah that movie is hilarious and oh god the part where he asks the kids if they're up for adoption oh fantastic but this ad also was hilarious i love how like dry and uh dark it was like he's like you're gonna freeze to death and he's like who cares see you tomorrow that was fantastic and then Oh, was the other part I wish I could remember? I should have watched it again. Uh, I like when he's playing the, like, the whack-a-mole and it's the groundhogs. Um, I don't know. It's full of really, really great moments. It's a, it's a pretty awesome ad. But, yeah, man, that was definitely the highlight for me. I was, that was such a good idea. I don't know who thought of that, but that was really good. And, and yeah, it's, it's so dark and, and dry. It's fantastic. Oh, all right. So that's that. I feel like I said, um, and so record amount of times, even for this podcast. And I feel like I say it a lot, but this episode seemed extra bad. I don't know. You guys should let me know. You should also let me know what you think of the show and what you thought of the Super Bowl. I'd love to hear your thoughts. What are your favorite commercials? You can... You can probably let me know on Instagram at Movies and More Pod, or if you don't, you know, if you don't feel like checking out what I've been posting, what the next episodes are going to be, if you're like lame like that, you don't want to know when new episodes are going to be posted, I guess that's fine. But if you like sneakers and cities, you could always follow my personal account at GVAndrieLee1. That's where you're going to get a lot of that content. And then. Uh, if you already did that and you're bored, you should totally leave a review. Like, five stars would be appreciated. You can do it right in app. It helps to show a lot. And then, if you wanted to let me know what you thought about commercials, the show, the Super Bowl, whatever, the halftime show was terrible, uh, you could email me at G... Nope, nope, no, no, no. That was my personal. Uh, at moviesandmorepod at gmail.com. That's what I meant. If you wanted to email me and let you, me know that I should not forget to do Grateful's on the podcast like I used to do in season one, then you could also do that at moviesandmorepod at gmail.com. But the good thing is you don't have to because, of course, I wouldn't forget. That's season one shit. I am grateful for our team fucking killing it at mid-pens. We just had our... Our mid-pens diamond competition, which is a qualifier for for districts. I had pre-qualified for districts, so there wasn't a ton of pressure going into the meet. But I was still pretty nervous. It was my first 11 dive competition, and I knew it would be, you know, a long night and a lot of dives and really intense. But it was really, really awesome. And one of my favorite things about meets is getting to talk to divers from other schools that I don't get to talk to that often. It's a lot of fun, and they're all really nice people, ex- no, I'm just kidding. I was going to say, except for some of them, I could say that. 
I won't. I won't. Uh, but, but yeah, that was all really fun. I came in third, which is pretty respectable. You know what they say, bronze is still shiny, or at least I say that. And, and I was pretty happy with that, so, yeah, it was good. I was very proud of that, and I am grateful that we did so well in the competition. Um, I, our senior, our senior diver came in first, uh, our freshman girl came in, uh, she came in fourth, yeah, she came in fourth, uh, one of my friends came in sixth, and then another one of of the guys came in eighth, so we all did really well, and we all got to stand up on the podium and have, have coach, uh, give us our medals, so that was really cool. And I'm grateful that we got to make it to that competition and that we did very well and that we're headed on to bigger and better things. So, yeah. Also very grateful that we have such a good coach because not all of the other teams have are as, as lucky as we are to have a coach that's really understanding and uh, um, like patient and, and very helpful all the time. Not everybody... And not everybody has that available to them so i'm glad that we do and yeah all right that's it i'm done uh tooting the diving horn i will see you in the next one yeah bye bye actually if you want to be ready for the next one you should watch uh lincoln and remember the titans one of those is on disney plus one of those is on netflix they're pretty easy to find actually you probably don't need to watch lincoln it's kind of boring but that's just a foreshadowing to what i thought okay bye for real Holy shite, so I'm back. Did you expect it? Yeah, me neither. I had recorded this entire episode, and it was, like, ready to be published. And then I saw the, like, the Ellen DeGeneres uh, Alexa commercial, and holy shit, that was really good. Dude, that commercial is so good. I was, like, really surprised how good it was. Uh, with, like, the, you know, at first I was like, uh-huh, she turns it down two degrees. And then it was, like, the the kid and the, he was, like, uh, he's, like, it doesn't matter, it's all fake. And the, the guy starts laughing at him, and I was like, I was, okay. And then, and then it was, uh, she throws out the bird with the note, and then the bird gets eaten by, like, an eagle or something. And then the that bird gets eaten by a dragon. <laughs> And I was like, okay, and then (laughs) it's the White House, and he's having the secretary remind him to delete those tapes, and I was like, okay, what? (laughs) What a weird-ass commercial, but awesome. It was was fantastic, so yeah, definitely check that out. That's probably my number two. Ooh, that was good. All right, I also watched the Groundhog Day commercial director's cut. Banger. Straight banger. Oh, man, that's such a good ad. (laughs) Can you believe this guy? Only like a hundred (laughs) times. You're gonna freeze to death. Oh, well, see you tomorrow.